Tryptophan must be a hell of a drug. Actually, it's a hormone, so it's not really the same thing. And by the way, that's a hormone that comes from turkeys, and supposedly it makes you really tired and things like that. But anyway, it doesn't matter. It Apparently, a lot of people actually had a ton of it during the holidays because there is so much stupid in this uh, new news cycle. This is Gene. You're listening to Dumbasses Talking Politics. So, I'm recording today both on video and audio because... Uh, the infamous Dave has decided to tell me that, you know what, he wants to see more video. He liked my YouTube, even though I do not know how to edit video. What are you going to do? So I, I'm going to sit back and I'm going to try and do this. I don't know how great my video will be, but the audio is not going to change too much. Um, so let's talk. We've got a lot of news. I, I know I took a lot of time off. I took a lot of time off for... Um, Thanksgiving, and there were some personal reasons I took it off. So I'm not going to get into that. If you go to www.reallysorefeet.com, you can actually read my uh, you can read my blog. It's actually more of a, um, a diary or some sort, except I don't care if anyone reads it. So let's talk about uh, the candidates. Let's get into the news first. And we're going to try and get through as much as we possibly can. Uh, this last week, we lost three candidates. Uh, two of them I doubt you've ever heard of. Uh, heck, I didn't even know they were still running. I didn't. They weren't on the debate stage. Who cares? Hey, whatever. The first one is government Governor Steve Bullock of Montana. He dropped out. Um, he pulled at one percent for a week or so, and then crashed out at zero percent. Not exactly sure what he was thinking about. I guess I I don't know what he was thinking about. Um, he's done. Everyone knew he was going to be done right from the beginning. So kind of a waste of time. Then there's Joe Sestak, who I have no idea who he is. I had to look this up to find out that he was a Navy Admiral at one time. Uh, he was polling at 0% and never got over 0%, which is scary because even uh, Beto got over 0%. So this guy had absolutely no chance. And he realized that, you know, after you know, six months of running and you can pull $500,000 in donations, you're probably done. And he was done and he gave it up. So neither of these is an exact surprise. I don't know why. It's just not a surprise. So big deal. Goodbye. Good riddance. Go back to your, go back to where you are from and deal with that. Uh, the biggest surprise was Kamala Harris pulling out of the race. Though she never really had any traction, I thought she might stay in the race because looking at Beto, looking at Buttigieg or Buttigieg or Button the Jidge, I don't know what his name is. I, these guys did kind of move up and she is... No, she's a crappy candidate. I, I can't lie. I, she's good looking. That's about it. But she, she had lots of problems. She could never get out of like the sixth percentile. Um, so she decided to leave, out, leave the race. Harris said, quote, 
I've taken stock and looked at this from every angle and over the last few days have come to one of the hardest decisions of my life. My camp, apparently sleeping with Willie Brown was not the hardest decision she had in her life. I, okay, whatever. My campaign for presidency simply doesn't have the financial resources we need to continue. And she didn't. She was dying. And she looks completely inauthentic. She laughs like the Wicked Witch from the West. She's just not, was never a good candidate. Of course, she was very popular with a lot of people, especially with the left. Um, and they had to blame sexism and racism. Okay, whatever. Um, there were some actually great tweets. Uh, mind you, a lot of these people pointed out that, oh, you had to get rid of a black woman. Oh, well, um, uh, she's not the only black person in the race. Last I checked, Booker didn't turn into a white man. So... Apparently, they don't give Booker a lot of shot. Maybe he should quit, too, now. I think he's done, too. So let's take a look at some of these tweets. These are great. This one's from Lauren Duca. And Duca, whatever. And she's an idiot. So right off the bat, listen to what she says and take it for a grain of salt. Uh, Kamala Harris officially ended... Mind you, I, I dig this because they consider Lauren Duca, a journalist. She's no journalist. I thought she was an actress. I don't, maybe I'm wrong here. But anyway, uh, here she is. Uh, Kamala Harris, quote, Kamala Harris officially ended her campaign today, which means that all of the candidates who currently qualify for the December Democratic debate are white. Parentheses, Sanders, Warren, Biden, Buttigieg, Klobuchar, and Steyer. White supremacy is not just a Fox problem, folks. The hell is she talking about? What does her pulling out have anything to do with white? But again, Lauren Duke is an idiot. So you, you want to listen to her. That's great. That's on you. I don't care. Here's another one from uh, CNN correspondent MJ Lee. And this is bad if you're on CNN and no one's ever heard of you before because they put any hack in the world in front of the camera because they need some hack that's going to raise them out of the bottom 20% of the ratings. So this is what this guy said. Kamala's ha uh, Kamala Harris campaign was historic. A black South Asian female candidate whose potential seemed sky high early on. Her dropping means that every candidate that's qualified so far for the next debate is white. Biden, Buttigieg, Klobuchar, Sanders, Steyer, and Warren. Could it be that maybe she's just a shitty candidate? Sorry, I'll have to edit that. No, I'm not going to edit that. She's just a crappy candidate? I mean, she sounded like the Wicked Witch of the West whenever she laughed. She only laughed at her own jokes. She, her ideas flip-flopped all over the place. She was a terrible candidate. I would have given my left arm to have Trump run against her. He would have won. Finally, the last one was with Dr. Eugene Zhu, who is an SJW activist from some college. So you know this is great, 
You know, this is going to work out really well. Kamala Harris dropping out of the race while only white candidates qualify. I guess they forgot about Cory Booker. They don't give Cory Booker much. any. Okay, I'm back. Qualify for the next presidential uh, debate shows that white privilege and white supremacy cut across party lines. It's not just Trump. We have a racism problem in all of the United States of America. And it sucks. He's got to be a college teacher because he said it sucks. So you've got to give him, you've got to give him some credit. But you know something? Um, I would be really afraid if I were these guys too. Because, uh, oh my God, Joe Biden. Just listen to this. And and to get hot, I got a lot of, I got hairy legs. That turn that 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 turn uh, um, blonde in the sun, and the kids used to come up and reach in the pool and rub my leg down, so it was straight, and then watch the hair come back up again. They look at it. So I learned about roaches. I learned about kids jumping on my lap, and I've loved kids jumping on my lap. Absolutely nothing creepy about that, right? nothing creepy about it it's um that's your democratic presidential primary leader there enough said i i i don't have anything else to say about that whole thing i he wow wow he's funny though i hope he actually ends up in the i, I hope he actually ends up in the general election not because trump will beat him i think trump could end up with 160 million votes if he actually gets nominated i i, I just think it's kind of funny i can't wait to see what trump does to him between trump's uh humor and biden's gaffes could be awesome something else i want to point out biden had a really bad photo shoot <laughs> He went to, he went, if I can figure out how to edit this video and, and throw this picture in there, I will. Uh, but he had his photo shoot where he actually walked into a diner in Iowa to talk to Joe Iowa guy. I, I don't know, whatever. And the guy's watching Monday Night Football and he's sitting back watching the television and so Joe Biden's trying to talk to him. This guy just wants nothing to do with him. It is a hysterical photo. You see the television. You see Monday Night Football. And you see him just staring at it. And Joe's really trying to get him to, to respond to him. He just won't. Later on, he was asked, why didn't you actually talk to the vice president, the current presidential candidate for the Democratic Party? He said, listen... The, Iowa is a red state. I'm not interested in Joe Biden. I have no interest. I just wanted to eat my food and watch football. So <laughs> things are going absolutely awesome for Joe Biden. He may win the uh, caucus in Iowa, but I'm pretty sure he probably is not going to win the general election in Iowa. So tragic story in London, England on the... Um, on the London Bridge, another terrorist attack occurred. This time, a gentleman, uh, gentleman, a radical Islamist terrorist, uh, he was initially Al-Qaeda. Uh, ISIS did claim responsibility for the terrorist attack, but 
he was a an actual terrorist. Uh, walked in, pulled a knife, stabbed five people, slit five people, ended up killing two, seriously injuring three. It's a weird story. The main hero, stay with me here. This gets to be kind of a strange story. So the main hero of the attack was attacked by this terrorist. And this, and he decided, he got slit, got cut in the hand. So he decided to pull a Norwal tusk off of the wall of his place. Apparently this guy worked at some sort of fishing museum. I, I don't know the whole story. I don't care. I just it's a great story. Just stick stick with me. Now, if you don't know what a Norwal is, if you've ever seen a list of whales, there's one whale that has a unicorn horn that's basically half the size of the whale. And they're illegal. You can't kill Norwals anymore and take their tusks. Uh but this apparently restaurant had one. So he grabbed this Norwal tusk off the ceiling and started fighting this terrorist off. Meanwhile, two other people joined in in the fight. One had a um, grabbed a fire extinguisher and started spraying the fire extinguisher. Uh, if I can figure out how to get this video to show the picture, I actually have a picture of the guy with the fire extinguisher fighting him off and the other guy with the Norwal tusk pushing. If not, go to dumbassestalkingpolitics.com. You're going to see the actual picture. A third man jumped in. While this guy is getting abused, he drops his knife. The guy grabs the knife and runs away. There's actually video of that. Eventually, the police uh, show up and they shoot the guy dead. Okay, good riddance to bad rubbish. Can I ask you a question? Is that the weirdest thing you've ever heard? Some guy pulls a whale tusk from a wall fights off a terrorist while another guy sprays him with freaking fire extinguisher. Um, here's the thing. It gets weirder. The terrorist was already convicted in London of terrorism. He was going to blow up one of their main uh, financial institutions. He got convicted, sentenced to 16 years for being a terrorist. There's no question this guy was a terrorist. He got sentenced for 16 years being a terrorist. Okay? And then they release him <laughs> after two years for good behavior. Um, wow. Good behavior for a terrorist. Um, this is the problem with leftist ideology. If this was an alt-right guy, if this was a conservative he'd spend the next 16 years in prison. But because this guy was in Islam, believed in Islam, he was a radical, no question. They decided to let this guy go. That is absolutely awesome. And then meanwhile, two people have lost their lives. Now, I know you're saying to yourself, wow, that's not a weird story. It's really tragic. Yeah, you're probably saying the Norwal thing is a little weird. It gets weirder. One of the three who I could not identify based off the stories I read, and by the way, 
I read both stories off the Daily Wire. Subscribe, I do. Love it. Great. Listen to Ben Shapiro for three hours. Whatever. Michael Knowles, too. He's Michael Knowles. Um, one of the heroes, I'm going to use air quotes here. One of the heroes was actually a convicted murderer. He strangled and slit the throat of a mentally incapacitated woman. He was sentenced to, let me look this up. I'm not sure how long he was. He was sentenced to a 15-year sentence. And he was on a work release program. Now, I guess that's a blessing and a curse at the same time. But uh, what the hell is going wrong in England? So these people are calling him a hero, but the aunt of the victim is saying he's no hero. This is what she said, quote, He's not a hero. He's a murderer out on a day release, which us as a family didn't know anything about. He murdered a disabled girl. He's not a hero. Absolutely not. The police liaison officer called me saying that he was on TV, and I'm so angry. They let him out without even telling us. Any of my family could have been in London and just bumped into him. The hell's going on in England? I mean, my God, you guys are releasing murderers of disabled women? Not just strangled her, slit her throat? You guys are releasing terrorists who wanted to blow up financial buildings? You know he was a terrorist. You didn't deport him? He served two years and you did nothing about it? Good job, England. Hey, God bless socialism, because that's what it is. This is where political correctness gets in the way of everything. Political correctness is bad. And the thing is, if you're dealing with a conservative or an alt-right person, this is never going to happen. That guy will serve prison for the rest of his life, even with a 25-year sentence. So stupid. So, good job, England. Ever wonder why Colin Kaepernick is not on a football team? Um, yeah, well, besides being a crappy quarterback and a crappy human being, I can tell you one thing. Um, he is not embracing human beings in America too much. Uh, he decided he was going to celebrate on Thanksgiving Day. He released the following tweet. This is awesome. Spent the morning, this is on Thanksgiving, spent the morning at the Indigenous People's Sunrise Ceremony on the 50-year anniversary of the occupation of Alcatraz. The U.S. government has stolen over 1.5 billion acres of land from Indigenous people. B.S. Not true. Thank you to my Indigenous family. I'm with you today and always. Okay, what basically happened was 15 years ago, 50 years ago, the uh, American Indians were pissed off. They lost land from the United States. And by the way, they lost land because of one war. We're going to get into that in a few minutes. Uh, Alcatraz was one of their, I, I, I'm not sure what the deal with Alcatraz was. I guess a tribe of Indians was, like, I, I, I'm not really sure. If you've been on Alcatraz, 
you could probably pee across it. It really is not that big of land. So they, stat, they sat on that land for, I don't know, several years. Now, mind you, Alcatraz was decommissioned as a prison in 1963. These people jumped in in 1969. President Nixon basically said, you know, let's just let these people go. All right. Now, here's what bothers me about this whole thing. It's the thought that the American Indians, the um, uh, Native Americans, I'm going to use different wording, are always sat back and treated as if they were complete victims. They had nothing to do with their lives. So I'm going to throw facts at you right now. And these facts are indisputable. They are history. And that's all you need to know. And if you want to, look them up. They're all out there. I did. Okay, so let's talk about the Native Americans and Thanksgiving. Let's talk about the Native Americans' history and how it works with Thanksgiving. Number one, Thanksgiving did happen. There is documentation, and they even named the people that were there for Thanksgiving. I think it was the Wampamomp tribe or something like that that actually celebrated Thanksgiving. Two, Native Americans and the settlers were at peace for over 50 years after the original Thanksgiving. They traded goods. They traded land. The, United, the um, Americans, the settlers, actually bought land from the Indians, from the Native Americans. i got to be politically correct. It wasn't until the Native Americans began to argue about the lands. They began to say, no, 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 no. We leased it. We didn't sell it to you. Blah, blah, blah. We'll get to that. The big example that a lot of liberals, that a lot of the left like to use is the Manhattan. Manhattan, we paid for Manhattan. Settlers lived in Manhattan. And we paid quite a bit for Manhattan to the Indians. The Native Americans, sorry, Native Americans, catch me on this. I don't want to get banned from YouTube. But the Native Americans were actually paid very well. And it wasn't until they said, no, we leased the land. We didn't actually give it to you, that the wars with the Native Americans actually started. The other falsity that you'll hear from the left is, is that there was a genocide with the Native American Indians. That is not true. It is true that the settlers and eventually the United States eliminated 50% of the population of Native Americans. That is true. That is absolutely true. It's a terrible thing. Gotcha. But the Native Americans eliminated 30% of the settlers and of the American uh, population. That's not genocide. That's war. If you want to see the difference between genocide, and I'm going to thank the Daily Wire again for this, if you want to talk about genocide versus war, um, the Native Americans, if you look at Germany, how many Germans were actually killed during the genocide of the Jews? That's right. Very few, maybe a couple. And that's, we're going to say that just because I'm sure someone died because a Jew did something wrong or a Jew did attack and tried to defend himself. It was not genocide, it was war. There's a big difference. Next one. 
we forget that the Native Americans were warring with each other and committing atrocities such as enslavement, rape, cannibalism, scalping, and human sacrifice. If you have any, any doubt of that, watch Mel Gibson's Apocalypto. It was historically accurate. The Indians were less civilized than the Americans. To think that the Indians lived in Kumbaya moments in the United States, Central America, and South America is absolutely asinine. They were terrible human beings. The Aztecs used to take uh, over, dominate villages, take their land, take their resources, rape their women, and then would enslave their people and then perform human sacrifices, which including, included beheadings and removal of internal organs, specifically the heart. This, it was not a, this, these were not peaceful people. They were terrible people. They had a lot of problems. They did not want to deal with people. Uh, next one, Native Americans did not have a love for the land that everyone is talking about. In fact, they were responsible for a lot of the endangerment of certain species of animals. Buffalo, cows, things like that. They, they were actually responsible for putting some animals on the endangered species list, and they were responsible for pure extinction of certain animals. This is a fact. You can look this up. They hunted. They killed. They were not the Greta Thunbergs of um, the Americas. They weren't. This, this crap, well, the land belongs to no one, is crap. They fought over land. Uh, American Indians were way behind technologically. And if it weren't for the settlers in the 1600s, the 1700s, the 1800s, they would have never discovered things like, I don't know, the wheel, domestication of animals like horses, goats, sheep. They, they had no idea how to do this. They were a hunting people. They wanted to eat, they hunted, they killed, and that was it. They weren't riding horses when Americans came. Okay, they were not sophisticated. They were not technologically advanced. Guns, gunpowder, horse riding, all came from the from uh, Western civilization. Um, American Indians were, uh, I'm sorry, the settlers did not purposely infect Native Americans with disease. This is garbage. The West, the the English, the Spanish, they did not hand infected, smallpox infected blankets to the Indians and the Indians got disease. That was not the case. The Indians were not immune to our diseases and most of the time they actually got the diseases from the animals that we brought over. Not and not we. I was German. I, I had nothing to do with this country until the, until the 40s. But it was not because of blankets. Here's the reality. Immunology, bacteriology, 
virology was not known by the people of the um, uh, of the early settlers. They had no idea what that was. They didn't know that a bacteria could cause smallpox or a virus could cause smallpox. They, they had no idea. So to sit back and say that, oh, well, the reason that the Indians got sick was because these people came... No, that's crap. Um, settlers did not steal the Native American land. They traded land for lumber, metals, and technology. Native Americans... Native Americans were not, did not have their land stolen. Manhattan is the prime example. A lot of people sit back and say, well, the United States only gave them 16 shekels or whatever the heck they called the, the currency back then. But it was hundreds of thousands of pounds of timber. It was hundreds of, it was thousands of pounds of metal. It was technology they didn't have, the wheel, domesticated animals, they actually received quite a bit. It was the Indi it was the Native Americans that decided to sit there and say, well, we only lease the land. We didn't, you know, give it for purchase. And that's when the wars actually started. Uh, America, um, the United States when acknowledging our faults, because the United States was not 100% perfect. When the United States acknowledged, okay, we did, we did victimize these people, the United States tried to make up for it. How did we do that? We gave them their own land. We gave them the technology. We gave them free taxes. They could do with their land whatever they wanted to do, even if it was against the state law. Here's the thing with America. No other country actually did that. Hey, Turkey just admitted after a hundred years that they were killing people for no particular reason. Half of Europe doesn't believe the Holocaust ever happened. So to sit back and say that we violated the Indians is just stupid. Because don't forget, the Indians were at peace with the settlers for the first 50 years when the pilgrims arrived, when the first Thanksgiving dinner happened. This happened after. So the United States actually made amends for a lot of things. And here's something that a lot of people don't like to hear. We were at war with the American Indians. The American Indians killed a lot of settlers, a lot of Americans, and wounded knee. I mean, Custer. The United States has done a lot of things. The Mex a lot of things that were kind of questionable, like Mexican-American War. That was really questionable, where we took Texas from Mexico. But the reality is. Mex the reality is the American Indians, the Native Americans, were always on the same page. They weren't the people people make them out to be, especially in the colleges. It was a brutal faction. They weren't a peaceful people. They were a brutal people. I don't want to say they were savages. But in this case, the society that was came over 
the civilization that came over to America was far better than the civilization of the Native Americans. So when I hear someone as uneducated as Colin Kaepernick, who can't get a job anymore, who doesn't want a job, let's face it, he's getting money. He's doing fine. I really don't care. It's a waste of time. Well, it looks like I'm going to have to uh, cut this one short. I've got a couple more stories, but I, I, I think... Uh, I think I'm going to just go for this. I might actually post everything at dumbassestalkingpolitics.com. You can read everything, uh, but I think I'll probably do this on Friday. Uh, here's the thing with Thanksgiving. Thanksgiving is practice for making America look really bad on Thanksgiving so that they can really work up to make America look really bad on Christmas. So Black Lives Matter has decided to release a tweet. And here's the tweet. Uh, quote, uh, pound Black Xmas is 11-29-2019 to 1-1-2020. Divest from white capitalism. Invest in black community. Spend exclusively with black-owned businesses. For more, go to blackxmas.org. Pound Black, build black. Pound, buy black. Pound, bank black. Pound, Black Lives Matter, and it's got a link. Okay, so you're gonna you're gonna see me look down quite a bit because I I didn't really pay attention to the story because it's really stupid. But I, I, and by the way, if you're if this is the podcast, you're not gonna know the difference. But Jan Williams of Black Lives Matter basically said, "quote Part of Black Xmas campaign is to educate Black folks about what we're doing." Uh, excuse me, about the importance of holding back our dollars during the holiday season. And of course, we've got to have a, uh, we've got to have a uh, Islamist that sits there and starts talking. Dr. Melina Abdullah said, Christmas is, quote, a frenzy of consumerism that is rooted with capitalism. Well, yes, because capitalism makes really great things like iPhones and TVs and the internet and Amazon. So yeah, it is. The United States does make some great frickin' things. Uh, from the Daily Wire, quote, according to BLM's, BLM's Black Xmas website, the seasonal exercise is not to call to replace white capitalism with black capitalism, but to engage in cooperative economics, the Kwanzaa principle of Ujamaa. I don't know what that means. None of these people, by the way, from Black Lives Matter, actually is from Africa. Let's, let's be aware of that. They're black. They don't know where they're from. They could be from the Caribbean, for all we know. So we have no idea. Well, this thing is being really embraced by everybody. Um, so, uh, Dr. Abdullah decided to talk about police violence for some reason that has something to do with, um, that has something to do with Christmas, even though police are killed more by civilians than they kill. Um, and she kind of ignore, I'm, I'm assuming is a she, she kind of ignores the fact that most, 
uh, black people kill other black people, but that's not relevant. Uh, she basically says, um, Donald Trump embodies white capitalism. If you are anti anti-Trump, you should hold back your resources from him and the like. Okay. She continues. She says, in addition to investing in our own communities, uh, hashtag Black Xmas and the emerging economic empowerment of Black Lives Matter is intended as a divestment from white corporations that contribute to the murder, death, abuse, and exploitation of black people in real terms. Yeah, black people have to actually go work like everybody else. And most of them seem pretty happy about it because that's what's happened in the last three years. But I continue. We assert the that white capitalism is killing our people in very real terms, most starkly through the utilization of violent racist police force to protect its quest for, pro uh, for profit. She continues, Black people, we must be radical in our approach, daring to get to the root of it all. White capitalism requires racist, violent policing to protect it, in order to eliminate police violence and the killings of our people at their hands, we must also target the economic systems that built it and re rely on it. This is getting so old. I am so sick and tired of these people screaming racist, 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 racist. This country is not racist by any stretch. There's no... Um, there is no... Uh, systemic racism in this country. There was. Jim Crow was systemically racist. Slavery was systemically racist. Let's take a look. We came into this country in 1619 and less than 150 years later. 1619. Yeah, about 150 years. We became independent of the crown, which, by the way, was enslaving white people because the crown didn't want to give up their hold. They wanted to tax the crap out of us. 1865, we fought a world war. Hundreds of, uh, we fought a civil war. Hundreds of thousands of people were killed to stop slavery. 1920, with women's suffrage, uh, around 1920, women's suffrage, we saw that we needed to let women vote because they were human beings. Why? Because not letting women vote was evil, and we stopped it. In the 1960s, Jim Crow was eliminated. Uh, Dubois fought it. Lots of MLK fought it. And we realized in the 1960s we needed to end Jim Crow, which lasted 100 years. I, it took us 100 years to get over slavery. And by the way, slavery is not endemic to the United States. There's slavery all over the world. There's slavery in Africa still. There's slavery in Asia still. There's slavery in Central and South America still. Human trafficking is slavery. There is slavery. 
But the United States in the 60s said, Jim Crow's got to go. We're going to end it. We need to stop with the United States. Whenever someone says, well, the United States is systemically racist, I sit there and say, exactly how? A black man is shot. We have the news media flipping out. Everyone's flipping out. There are investigations left and right. Does that mean we don't have racists in this country? Not true. There are racists in this country. But we're not systemically racist. Okay. Um, you can follow me on Twitter at RunninFool, R-U-N-N-I-N-F-E-W-L. Uh, visit my website for the show notes at www.dumbassestalkingpolitics.com. <coughs> there you will find full videos. You will find uh, tweets. You'll find pictures. You'll find everything you need to see. Uh, you can download or listen to this podcast on Apple Podcasts, Podbean, Podcast Addict, or YouTube. If I can get this video edited correctly, because I'm still trying to figure out how to edit video correctly, you can uh, view it on podcast or just listen to it. This is Gene, and you've listened to Dumbasses Talking Politics. <laughs>